Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. These words of Jesus in the gospel, he issues a challenging requirement on all of us, on those who wish to follow him. And that is, we must love him more than members of our own family, than truly our very own lives. And at first glance, this may seem as if God is asking us to abandon or dismiss our loved ones. Yet if that was the case, then God wouldn't also command us to honor our father and mother. See, that's because Jesus' command today does not involve us ceasing to love our family. So what does God mean? It means simply this, that nothing, not even something good that God has made, should be our first love over and above God. Now, there are many reasons why this makes sense, one of them being because God is God and he deserves our everything. But the reason why that I want to focus on today is the following, is that when we love God more than our family, we'll find ourselves loving our family better. Let me explain, uh, given a couple reasons why. The first is that if we place God first in our lives, if God, if we allow his love to be first in our hearts, then our hearts, so to speak, come into contact with God's. Our heart meets God's own love in his sacred heart. And when that happens, our love transforms. We take on his love. Our love becomes like our Lord's. And that's such good news. For who other than God himself is better at loving than we are, uh, than he is? Yeah, right? Does not God love your family more than you do? The answer is, of course. God is love himself, is love itself. God loves our family more than we do. So if we love God above all things, and that leads to a transformation of our love, we can love our loved ones with his love. Now, that's a lot of the word love right there. But uh, we can, our hearts are transformed. We can love our family better. Let me just give two examples. Uh, in 1858, uh, Louis Martin, a watchmaker from Bordeaux, France, married the love of his life, Zali, who was also a highly skilled lace maker, one of the best in the business. Together, they were blessed with nine children, though two sons and two daughters died in infancy. But a priest friend who knew them well uh, said this about their family life. In their family life, the union was remarkable both between the husband and the wife, and between the parents and the children. And if we took a, a closer examination of their life, you can see why their bond as a family was so remarkable. It was because they both wanted to love God above all things. They both lived their, life, their lives in order to be saints. Now, such a love led not only to a deeper relationship with each other, but also helped nourish the sanctity and the faith life of all their children, especially the youngest, who came to be known as the Little Flower, otherwise known as St. Therese of Lisieux, a saint and doctor of the church. And for Louis and Zelie themselves, 
That love also helped them become saints. In fact, within the past decade, both Louis and Zelie have become saints, Louis and Zelie. And their feast day is coming up on July 12th, which is the anniversary of their wedding day. Looking to another family, Monica, though she was a Christian, was given to a man named Patricius who was not a Christian. In fact, Patricius had both a violent temper and lived quite a licentious lifestyle. Monica's mother-in-law also lived with them in their home, and unsurprisingly, she also had quite an ill temper. Yet because of this love that Monica had for her Lord, which helped her uh, uh, with her, and through Monica's patience and her prayers, her husband, Monica's husband, converted to Christianity. And he was baptized one year before his death. In fact, it was said that in that last year of his life, he lived a chaste life and was uh, dedicated uh, to his Christian duties. Her mother-in-law also converted. And Monica's son, who was rebellious and lived a hedonistic lifestyle, also became a saint and doctor of the church. In fact, you may have heard of him before. It's St. Augustine of Hippo. Now, it would have been easy for anyone in Monica's shoes uh, to grow resentful, become bitter, uh, to become discouraged. But because of Monica's great love for God, because God was her first love filling her heart, she was able to love in a supernatural way, in a way that by her own powers could not have. She was a vessel of God's power and love, and that eventually led to her family's conversion. In fact, it's one of the reasons why Monica is known in the church as Saint Monica. Now, neither of these families were perfect. I mean, all of them had to be redeemed, uh, needed God's grace uh, to continue to persevere through their crosses. And yet, their love stood out uh, to those around them. And that's because they chose to love God first. And that love transformed their hearts to love God as God does. Now, another reason why loving God above our family will help our loving our families better is because it prevents us from turning them into idols that cannot satisfy us. See, we place our family above God. What usually happens is that we begin to seek from our spouses, from our children, a love which only God can give. In fact, what happens is that we tend to place upon our family members uh, the burden of being God for us. They must always satisfy us. They must never wrong us. They must be perfect in every way. And if you remember that our hearts are ultimately made for God's love, then it will come as no surprise to us that we will only end up less satisfied and more miserable if we take that approach. For instead of loving um, our family as we wanted to, by placing them above God, we put ourselves in a position to grow angry, bitter and resentful towards them. But if we choose to love God more, our loved ones no longer have to carry that burden of being God for us. In fact, we free them and ourselves from those unrealistic expectations. And now we are not only free to love them, but we're free to love them fully. Fully, because our hearts now are filled with God's love and satisfied. And we can approach our family, our relationships from that place of being loved. 
Now, if you find yourself wanting to grow more in this love of really working to place God above your, whole, your life, above everything, uh, this is what I recommend. In fact, let's just focus on one thing. If you want to grow in love of God, just do this. Receive. Receive. Receive more of God's love. Because you see, in the Christian life, we love God because God first loved us. Our love is always a response to God's love for us. That's what all of us are reminded of whenever we come to Mass, before the Holy Sacrifice, the Eucharist, whenever we look up to the crucifix and see the great love our Lord had for us on the cross. And the more we receive and experience the love of our crucified and risen Lord, the greater will be our own surrender, our own self-gift to God in return. And only after experiencing such divine love will what we hear from Jesus today make absolute sense to us. And when we do love him more than anything, we'll, begun, we'll begin to discover a love, greater, a greater love for our families, for our spouses, and for all those we meet.